Welcome to the Berkhamsted Spotlight, Berkhamsted School's podcast channel. Join our weekly guests from inside the classroom to behind the scenes of our day-to-day activities through to life beyond Berkhamsted School. Find out what it's really like to be part of our remarkable community. Remarkable community indeed. In this episode of the Berkhamsted Spotlight, we're talking sport. Joe Vila, Director of Sport, and John Riley, Assistant Director of Sport, talk to us in this episode about why sport is so important in the school's timetable, how it helps with academic education at school, and we find out about the Sport for All programme. If this episode doesn't inspire you to get your running shoes on, then I don't know what will. Whether you're a parent or a student at the school, this is a great episode. So let's get to it right now with Joe Vila and John Riley. Joe and John, thank you both for being here and welcome to this episode of the podcast. How are you both doing today? Yeah, we're great, thank you. Incredibly busy life at school. So today is just another one of those days where we are trying to get as many pupils as we can out on the field, out on the pitches, involved in sport um, and just managing staff and all the things that go on behind the scenes that you probably don't know too much about, but everything in order to give the best experience we can for those kids. I mean, I'm happy because the sun's out and as a PE teacher, that's always a good thing. I guess being a PE teacher is one of those things where in the summer term and in the autumn term when the sun's out, it's a great job, but people often overlook what it must be like on cold days when it's when it's cold and raining outside as well. I think here at Berkhamsted we've got a little bit of a microclimate where we where most of our games happens up on Chesham Roads. I swear it is colder and wetter up there than it is in any other place in the UK. So yeah, <laughs> it is a little bit grim at times. But actually, you know, it's all part and parcel with developing the pupils' character. So you know, we embrace the cold, we embrace the wet as much as we embrace the the hot and sunny days. I say that that's probably not yeah. true. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, you just mentioned about some of those things that other people might not know that goes on. Tell me about what some of those things are. Well, I mean, we are a really big department. We're so fortunate to have lots of sports and physical activity enthusiasts in our department. We are over 40 across the prep, pre-prep girls, boys and sixth site. And we are one big department that can deploy ourselves depending on our specialisms or where we suit best across all of those schools to um, to teach physical activity and sport. So there is a huge amount of logistics, administration behind the scenes in order to get everybody in the right place, giving the best quality sessions they can at the right time. And that is without going into our really large fixture programme, which represents in 12, 13 sports across the year in various competitions, in various locations. So we are a really big operation. We're really proud of what we do, um, but there is always a lot going on. And I guess actually, to some extent, it's probably good that we don't really know about all of those different things that happen, because that's an indication that that they're going well and that the people that are doing the sport can then just focus and concentrate on the sport, as opposed to other people having to think about the logistics. Absolutely. That's a really good point. And actually, on the weekend, we had an example of that because um, myself and John were in the background helping to facilitate a a huge lacrosse tournament that was going on and various little issues were occurring that we were trying to deal with and John reminded me you know let's keep all of this away from the coaches Um, I mean Mm. they were were very very small problems in relation to sort of a coach parking in the wrong place or (laughs) traffic cones being in the wrong place those sorts of little (laughs) logistical things but it was really important if we got 
you know, an issue to deal with that we just dealt with that very quickly, very smoothly and allowed our coaches and our teachers that are at the forefront of what we're doing to just focus on giving the people that best experience. Mm. No, I like that. It's a good example. So I wonder whether each of you can just tell me a little bit about your own uh, schooling, about what your own experience of life was like at school, in particular regarding sports. You know, was sports something that you were, each of you, when you were at your own schools, is that something that you were both keen on and really you know interested in or was that different was was the whole approach to teaching sport different in your own school I came from a really small prep school um, and I had probably the scariest sports teacher that exists (laughs) Um, I won't say his name I don't think it's probably but it's probably best that I don't Um, and then I went on to secondary school and I had a there was a director of sport there who from the minute I walked in to the minute I left inspired me and really just drew me into sport and made me love Every, you know every sport and you know I had such a broad you know I participated in so many different things at school played mm. for the school in a variety of different sports and just you know I'm still in contact with that guy and he very much is a mentor to me and sort of inspired me to sort of continue through as a teacher and then obviously moving up and, st- and taking on the job this year as assistant director of sport mm. at Berkhamstead so yeah I mean sports always been something that I've you know, it's definitely been the highlight of my timetable um, mm. all the way from an early age. And John, after you left school, what, what did you go on to do in, in the world of sport? Did you study sport at university? Yeah, I went to Loughborough to study sport and exercise science. And then I actually weirdly went back to my secondary school to teach or to do my teacher training there. And then um, after that, I went off to Malaysia for five years to teach in an international school out there before coming back to Berkhamstead. So I've kind of seen sport, you know, in a lot of different contexts and certainly having embedded myself in Berkhamstead you know I'm starting to see a school that does it very very well hmm. so hmm. feel very, yeah. feel very lucky well five years in Malaysia I'm sure you didn't have that that microclimate that you talked about that you have in Berkhamstead <laughs> <laughs> a little, little bit different out little, there <laughs> it was a bit more humid out there yeah <laughs> Joe, what's your story? Tell me all about it. Yeah, mine's a little closer to home, actually. Um, I'm actually an old Berkhamsteadian myself. I came to Berkhamstead as a student uh, when I was six and stayed here through school and had a really positive uh, relationship with sport and lunch, actually. I think my um, parents quote, quote me quite often saying that when they asked me when I was smaller what my favourite subjects were, they were uh, sport and lunch. So those were sort of my two <laughs> big passions growing up through school. Um But I really kind of threw myself into every activity, every sport. And not only was I relatively able, but I just really enjoyed the process, really enjoyed learning in that kind of kinesthetic environment. Mm. Um, That was where I was at my best. And then obviously I wanted to refuel myself ready for the next session, whenever that may be. So I actually Mm. stayed here till I was 18 and did my A-levels. And then I went off to Brighton University to their Chelsea School of Sport to do a four year physical education um, Mm -hmm. degree with qualified teacher status. So I knew from a young age with the role models I had around me that actually PE teaching and coming back into a school environment was something that was going to suit me and Mm. suit my passion and enable me me to be really practical um, Mm. and kind of have a physical element to my job every day. Awesome. That sounds really good. Joe, give me a snapshot into life of sport at Berkhamstead now. Can you tell me about some of the different sporting activities that a pupil at the school could expect to engage in? 
Yeah, at Berkhamsted we have a really large programme of sport and physical activity and whether you are at a ner the nursery age or the pre-prep age right up to the sixth form, um, we try to manage breadth and depth depending on that age and depending how or where the pupil is on their journey through sport. Mm. So um, we've got a motor movers programme going on at nursery and pre-prep where we actually make sure they have a certain number of minutes per day where they are physically active already starting to look at those fundamental movements which you know rolling jumping walking lunging catching throwing all those things that those elements that are really important to teach them because they're the foundations of everything they do right mm. up to sixth form um where they get an options program they participate in about four hours of activity across the week that is compulsory in up to 40 activities they can choose from from rowing to cross country to dance to uh, basketball to one of our major sports programs football or rugby or lacrosse there's just a huge variety and what we're really trying to do is find that activity that excites that student mm. you know in in something that they're going to want to continue in in later life so we, we are really trying to get our students physically active and get them to make that part of their weekly routine so that it is normal for them you know physical mm. activity should be a part of everybody's life as they move forward mm. and mm. we need to find that sport or that activity they can be active in and I imagine you mentioned about 40 different activities which is an, an incredible number that really is and I'm guessing that some of those are kind of sporting activities that have been at the school for a number of years but are some of them any, any sort of recent additions? Are, are some of them things that have just come along in the last few years? Yeah, I think, you know, we've got our huge traditional big sporting programmes where we have students that represent the school on, on a weekend in those. So we've got that that runs from Eton Fives to lacrosse to, to netball to football to cricket through the summer. But then we've also got our representative sports like equestrian and golf and skiing that have come in more recently and become more popular. And then we're also seeing now a real increase in participation in our more individual sports in our indoor sports in the sports that people have been able to maintain you know over the last couple of years over lockdown habits have certainly changed and therefore students are coming back with interests in learning how to train themselves in a gym for example so we're mm. bringing in options now where we can help students to learn how to manage their own training or or just a walk and talk where they're going out and they are stimulating themselves mentally and physically in a in a walk in a really nice scenic part of the town. So mm. we're trying mm. to manage our traditional sports alongside those activities that are becoming more popular and are, you know, grasping students' attention. I think I'd mm. also add on that, like we're, you know, society changes and we've got to change with society. And, you know, girls cricket, for instance, has just absolutely taken off in the last few years. Girls football, mm. again, mm. also absolutely taken off. And, you know, we're, we're not we're not trying to hide from that we're really trying to make sure that actually at Berkhamsted we move with those we move with those sort of wider societal trends and actually we've started to introduce the girls football we've the girls cricket program is already established and is and we had so many girls out competing last year so yeah there's we're definitely moving with society and definitely trying to push the school to ensure that actually the kids have the opportunities that are probably going to be presented to them when they leave school you know, there's going to be mm. lots of opportunities for girls football. There's going to be opportunities for girls cricket. And we want our pupils to be able to access those. So, mm. yeah, we're also mm. doing that as well, I suppose. And it's great to see in the media as well the, the increase in the coverage of things like girls football as well, isn't it? It's immense. 
in our family we are a lionesses we are you know we love the lionesses and every time they're i think i think we probably watch the girls the, the women's team more than we watch the men's team and I, i'm certainly my my wife is also in the p department so um, and she's she's far more happy for me to have women's sport on than she is for me to have men's sport on. I think I probably do too much too much of that. So yeah, I mean we we absolutely love it, and it's great to see the cricket the cricket with the hundred and all of that sort of stuff is mm-hmm. is awesome. So clearly, Berkhamsted takes sport seriously for the pupils there. But why is it so important to have this as part of their timetables? Yeah, we're really lucky at Berkhamsted with the amount of curriculum time we are given to pee in sport. Students get approximately four hours of contact time throughout the week and that's just inside the curriculum. That's not including the extensive curricula, um, extracurricular programme. And I think that's because we really recognise all of the important skills that students develop through our programme. You know, we're not just talking about being physically active. We're not just talking mm. about getting fresh air, having a change of focus, a different stimulation being outside the classroom, which are all really valuable things. But looking at sort of the soft skills, the character skills, the leadership skills, which students can develop in our environment, there are just so many endless opportunities for it to happen continuously throughout a lesson. And we really find that that is improved through the amount of contact time that we have. Yeah, I mean, I completely agree. I think everything that Joe's just said. But I mean, what we can do with sport and what we can do with exercise, you know, in terms of their health, you know, whether we're talking about their social health, whether we're talking about their physical health, whether we're talking about their mental health, I think the evidence is out there. And I think everybody knows that, you know, sport and exercise can really benefit our pupils in all of those different domains. Hmm. And, you know, I won't get into all of the nitty gritty details of how we go about that. But, you know, those are definitely at the forefront of our mind when we're when we're designing our programs and trying to establish well, establish the programmes that we have and sort of evolve the ones that are already exist. I mean, we've certainly seen com- seen coming into this academic year, as we've built throughout the term, that students are so enjoying being back, being part of a team again. You know, mm. they haven't had that for the last two years and the relationships that you build by being part of a team and working towards a common goal. It's been just so exciting and amazing to have back again. And you've almost forgot, we, we almost took it for granted before. And now we're back in this situation where, you know, we are representing Berkhamsted each week. We are wearing our badge. We are feeling part of the same unit, working towards the same goal. You really realise what you had lost and how yeah. and and how valuable that is to a student's mm. school experience. It's just the it's just the quantity of smiles that I see on a daily basis now. Mm. I, I think I kind of lost that. I think when I, when we were teaching online, I teach a lot of the GCSE and the A level, and I, you know, teaching blank screens for a good while, you you just forget like how much joy that sport. You know, it's. How, how much joy sport brings our pupils hmm. and it is amazing just to see them out there on the fields enjoying each other's company you know pushing towards like a shared goal and actually loving the process of doing that hmm. yeah I mean yeah it's been brilliant and and in our senior teams we're also back working across year groups so hmm. you know we, we've suddenly we've suddenly filtering down this really positive culture right from year 13 down to year 11 because those three age groups work together twice a week and so mm-hmm. relationships around school you know John's mentioned the smiling and it's so true engagement with pupils across different ages throughout the school is also rebuilding again because students now know each other yeah <laughs> they were just in these bubbles before so it's great to hear all about these softer skills that get developed 
alongside sporting skills. But tell me a little bit about how it helps with education. I'm thinking more about academic education in the classroom. How does sport in school help things like, you know, maths and English and history and those kind of subjects? I mean, from my perspective, you know, there's quite a lot of science out there about actually how exercise or physical activity actually helps the brain. There's certain things that that sort of are are released within the brain. I'm going to use the word brain-defined neuro neuro factor, but I mean, it's it's you know that's just a word. But it's something things that are released within the brain and actually physiologically actually have been seen to help learning. So it's Mm. not something that is, you know, as may if if and maybe you know the facts are out there exercise does actually help with our learning so Mm. if you take for instance our the morning clubs where we you know we have hundreds of pupils here every morning between the hours of seven and eight doing Mm. some exercise you know they're they're putting themselves in a position where they're actually going to that's going to help with their learning that Mm. is actually going to help them learn throughout the day but then you know there's other things there's other elements to it as well it provides balance i think i certainly if i don't exercise for two three days and all I do is work, you know, I feel my anxiety going up. I feel my stress levels going up. And, you know, our pupils are busy. They're, they're very busy. All of them are extremely busy. And I think just sport gives them that distance from their academic pursuits. It just gives them a second to breathe and to just their mind to be completely distracted and taken away from all of the things which they're trying, on, they're trying to do on a daily basis and trying to achieve on a daily basis. Mm. You know, we talked about Carol. They have high aspirations of themselves. But just that, just giving that time away, and I think you know it can only help them. Yeah, we and we actually did some research a few years ago looking at um, the impact of the heavy schedules that our older sports sporting students had in relation to others, and how that might have impacted their um, A level results. And we had, I think it was the the cricket first team actually ended up coming out and it could have just been relating to that cohort I'm not naive however they came out with really good results which uh, and we put that down to you know structure and schedule and having to manage your time really well makes you very efficient with the time that you've then got to do things and we know how long cricket can take you know that can take hours and yet students were able to still maintain their grades and get really good results Mm -hmm. so we feel that embedding it at a really early age allows students to manage themselves and their time really effectively it sounds awesome this really does tell me something about sport for all what's that all about i mean from from my perspective you know irrespective of pupils age or ability there's got to be something there for them and you know what we've tried to do is build programs that ensures that there is something for all ages and for all abilities to ensure that they're both challenged and supported on a daily basis Hmm. i think you know like Joe said at the beginning, we want sport and exercise to be a part of their lifestyle moving forward. And so we've got to ensure that, like I said, irrespective of age or ability, there's something here for them. And I think, you know, we're both really proud of what we've put together and the programme that is in place. And, you know, we're also really proud of the team that we have that support all of the activities that go on. And I think, you know, from my perspective, whilst I think I'm not going to point any fingers. I think some schools don't get sport for all quite right. I do feel here, you know, we are doing a really, really good job at ensuring that everybody has an opportunity in mm. sport or exercise. 
Yeah, and it, I mean, an example of that, when, when students come into the senior school at year seven and eight, we run A to E teams in netball and A to F teams in football. So if you are interested in representing the school and you're enjoying your sport, you can immediately represent the school in that sport and get that, get that experience of competition because our focus has to be on enjoyment and participation down at that age in order to, you know, encourage encourage people to keep participating so that then mm. as we build them we can develop performance aspects but it's got to be about enjoyment first of all and if they're enjoying which they are because we're getting 70 80 of them representing the school on a sort of bi-weekly basis you mm. know then i think we've got our our kind of values and our ethos in the right place this is so good to hear i feel inspired to get my trainers on and go out for a run in a minute or do something outdoors <laughs> something active yeah, you should. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I will do after recording this episode with you both. We've got to bring this to a close in a few moments, but I'd love to know from each of you what your remarkable moments at Berkhamsted have been. Yeah, I, I was expecting that this question might come and I, I have a couple. I have a personal one. Um, and as a student here in, I, I shouldn't reveal my age, but I, I think it was in 2000, um, I actually was a member of the team that won the national um lacrosse championships as oh, a wow. student and I was able to then experience that joy again as a member of staff as a head of lacrosse previously um a oh, few years wow. ago I think 2015 yeah. so it felt like a really nice moment to kind of you know I'd done it as a student here and I feel super passionate about Berkhamsted um, people describe me as you know a stick of rock cut me in half and I would you know, ooze out Berkhamsted, I think, because it's it's definitely there and it's in my blood. And then to, to achieve that as a member of staff as well with the, with the group that I did, who were mm. a really special group of girls, not necessarily the best in the country, but they were just a great team and a great unit mm. and they achieved mm. great things in that moment on that day. So that would certainly be um, a personal Berkhamsted moment. And John? Yeah, I mean, it's, t- it's tough to pick. Um, personally, the, you know, I've seen, I've been here, this is my fourth year and you know, when I arrived, there was a group of year nine boys that I coach, I, I coach rugby to. And I actually ended up coaching them for the last three years. And just watching them all grow into such amazing young men mm. and develop in their sport. Actually, a couple of them have gone on and they're, they're now representing the first 15 in rugby and, and doing it in the right way. They, you, know, mm. you know, rugby can sometimes be associated with certain sorts of characters and you know, these boys are absolutely outstanding young men and just watching them develop and seeing how our programme has helped them to do that. You know, for me, that's, you know, that's a remarkable thing. I would also, I mean, just an obvious one, and I know Joe's, Joe's said it to me whilst we were chatting before, but just just seeing every weekend the amount, the quantity of pupils that are out competing every weekend, it takes my breath away. It's amazing. Mm. Yeah, the past weekend we had we had over a thousand students, probably seven hundred of which were from Berkhamsted, approximately three hundred from from various other schools coming to Berkhamsted, just taking part in sport. And wow. and it is it's a buzz and it's an environment that everyone seems to want to be a part of here. And we've just got to do whatever we can to maintain and continue that. That sounds incredible. That really does. And my last question for you both: What have you each changed your mind about over the past couple of years? I mean, I think I, I kind of touched on this earlier, but I think the pandemic and what students and staff and school communities have been through have really um, opened our eyes up to the changing habits within mm. physical activity and sport. And, um, you know, John spoke about us not kind of 
resting on what we think we know, but actually going with what society um, tells us is changing with what people, how pupils are motivated, what activities they want to do. We've got to be able to change with that. And I think the Mm. last um, couple of years have really shown us that we have the skill set amongst the staff to be able to facilitate whatever it is that those students are passionate about. And that's all we need to do is get them passionate about what they're doing so that they can continue that later on. I mean, I think, yeah, again, the pandemic is just, you know, it's made you reevaluate things. It's made you rethink things. But I think one of the things which I've sort of changed my mind about is just how resilient and how capable our pupils really are to see how they manage to continue with their sport and continue with their exercise despite the fact that you know they didn't have any coaches pushing them didn't have anyone sort of on their case you know it's just made me really sort of I suppose it reminded me it reminded me of just how amazing our pupils are and how you know how much they love their sport and love their exercise you know even when we're not there and even when we're not pushing them you know they they want to go out and they want to do it and they want to push themselves and yeah I suppose that's that's one of the things that sort of I've changed my mind about I suppose we are so lucky to have students that are motivating us as staff yeah. every day to do the yeah. best job yeah. we can for them. Well, look, Joe, John, thank you both for your time. Tell me, if anybody wanted to find out more about sport at Berkhamsted, how can they connect with the school? So we have an email address, sport at com, and that filters straight through to our admin department who can sort of filter your query or your question to the appropriate member of staff. We're also very proud of our Twitter page at Burko Sport, which gives you an update of fixtures and results and has our match day programme and any highlights that are going on with the, within the department, not just on a kind of fixture basis, but actually what's what what's mm-hmm. going on from a day-to-day sort of process within our within our department and we are also please look out for it we are starting a Berkhamsted Sport Instagram page yeah exactly we, we are moving with societal <laughs> changes um and I hope to engage with our younger audience um a little bit more so watch out for that perfect okay all right well everyone listening to this if you go and follow the sports department on Twitter on Instagram and also get in touch uh, by email if anyone has any questions Uh, Joe and John, thank you both for your time. Thank you for being here and opening up the world of sports at Berkhamsted and showing us what life is like in the world of sport through your eyes. Absolutely. And Simon, please do let us know how you got on with that run. And if if you take a picture, we'll we'll make sure we put it on our Twitter page. Yes. (laughs) Oh, there's some pressure. (laughs) Okay. Thanks, both of you. Thanks very much. Bye for now. Thanks very much. Thank you. Cheers, Simon. Bye. Bye. So that was Joe Vila and John Riley. You'll be glad to know that I did actually go for a run after recording this episode, and it felt good too. Thank you, Joe and John, for giving up your time to come onto this episode of the podcast. Don't forget that you can contact the school by emailing sport at berkhamstead.com or following the Twitter page, Berko Sport. And also, don't forget that if you're not yet following this podcast channel, then now's a great time to do that, because that means that when the next episode comes out, you'll get a small notification on your phone to let you know that it's there, and that means that you won't miss it. But that's for the next episode. Thank you for listening to this episode, and we look forward to seeing you again next time. Bye for now.